This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Sneakers and Cleats, the podcast. Welcome back to the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. It is Wednesday, September 13th. This is our 24th episode of the Sneakers and Cleats podcast in the last two and a half months. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of going by quickly. This is our High School Hype Squad episode of the podcast where we uh, highlight two local teams that will play on Thursday Night Lights this week, reviews the week in high school athletics. As always, I'm Matt Roy, but we are changing it up a little bit. Got Zach Hedrick in here, our reporter and anchor in the sports department. Zach, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm surprised, surprised you got some sleep finally after coming back from the Cowboys game. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday have been, it's, <laughs> it's all kind of bleeding together a little bit. So, What time did your, I know Jack Green only schedules early flights, so uh, what time did you guys leave the stadium in the Meadowlands on Sunday night, and what time did you leave on the plane? Gotcha. Um, I'm having to think back here. So <laughs> we were leaving... MetLife probably a little after one o'clock in the morning, so okay. midnight here, and then we got back to the hotel maybe one thirty ish, two o'clock, um, and then from there we were able to actually take a little breather and dry out um, because of course poor Jack was just soaked to the bone. Oh yeah, the torrential downpour that yes. was in the Meadowlands, and then just tried to. You know, dry everything, dry all the equipment out, make sure everything was still working. Um, and then I went to work on cutting some stuff for the morning and the next day. And then we left Newark. We left for the airport probably about 5 o'clock in the morning. So we had a few hours, you know, to kind of chill out a little. I was working for the next three after we got back to the hotel. So you didn't really sleep? No, I took it like a quick power nap because <laughs> I did hit the wall at one point because I didn't I didn't go to sleep. Like I woke up at Saturday at 9 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't go to sleep until the plane ride up. That's so, that's so ridiculous. Anyway. And then, and then Jack came back and went and got us previews that we're going to hear a little bit later of the, yes. of the Bernie Champion team. So you guys are just a couple of warriors here. I'm not even going to complain. Um, so this is episode 24. One thing we do on the pod is the number 24. What person in sports history does the number 24 remind you of? Ooh, uh, well, you first, had, first comes to mind. I know you had some good ones listed down, but I think for me, it's King Griffey Jr. Just yep, because growing one. up and watching that era of baseball, I mean, he was a Ranger killer. I mean, he, he was good against everybody <laughs> and probably the sweetest swing in all of baseball. Most but, beautiful swing ever. Uh, you also have the Say Hey Kid, Willie Mays, uh, sticking with the baseball theme. You got Ricky Henderson, all-time stolen base king. Um, and 24 then, is a good number. 24 is, I mean, it, it's baseball heavy, but then, I mean, for we can't leave the NASCAR audience out. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Gordon, you know, the tw- I don't. He didn't really wear the number twenty four. I mean, he drove the number yeah. twenty four, and then uh, Marion Barber, Marion Barber, RIP, uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that guy was just a, a bruiser of a running back. And I mean, Kobe is the one that came to mind instantly. Yeah, and and obviously that. I mean, he, that goes without saying. Right. Him with twenty four and number eight. Do you so. think of him more as an eight or a twenty four? I don't know. Uh, you're a little because you're I a little would, older would than probably, me. So. I would probably say eight because that's, you know. That's what he first was, mm. I guess. But, I, don't, I mean, he's one of the most popular players of all time. Yeah. I always think of 24 for him just because that's like, I don't know, that's like core memories for me. Uh-huh. But him with eight, that's when I was actually a fan of the Lakers when he was wearing eight until they traded Shaq. And then he changed his number and wanted to get rid of that whole tr- that whole uh, that whole era era of his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the most dominant, One of the most dominant teams in NBA history. But, anyway. So that's always fun to uh, in in Mike Greenberg's book, the one where he assigns uh, all the numbers to everybody one through a hundred. Twenty four is Willie Mays. So that's know. a good one. That's I solid. Mean, it's probably he's probably the greatest baseball player of all time. Besides, I mean, he's top three. 
probably. Yeah, just all around athletes. Yeah. I mean, all time center fielder. So yeah. he, and could swing it too. So. Well, let's get to some high school uh, football. Week three was interesting. Got a mm-hmm. lot of surprises. Main takeaways. We'll give that for week four coming up. We go over our TNL top ten, which is actually more of eleven this week yeah. because of an interesting lightning situation that happened <laughs> on Saturday. Um, then we'll go over to the sub top ten as well for divisions one A through four A. Also got a preview of our TNL matchup: the Bernie uh, Champion Chargers and New Braunfels Canyon Cougars. Hear from the coaches, players, all that in a second. So, through three weeks of the high school football season, Zach, what stood out to you the most so far? Any anything? Any uh, main takeaways? No big surprise. I was going back over the scores, and I didn't really see too many big surprises in week three. Uh, Reagan had a great second half to open district play, which you know really kind of I think was a strong case. I mean, first home game, so maybe that was kind of you know a little bit more higher expectations for them, but. They came out in the second half and, and really turned it on, had a great defensive second half, not allowing too many points until right at the end. Right. And, of course, with Cole Pryor and uh, their, their new quarterback, uh, Jackson, I believe, mm-hmm. um, you know, he committed to Texas State. I, I didn't realize that he had transferred in, but he is something that I think is going to be a nice changeup for them to have that passing attack is to go along with Cole Pryor's running. I didn't, it's gonna be really fun. I didn't realize that Caleb Capuccio like shifted to receiver. Yeah, and he uh, had a great, year. He, he had, had a really great game, game against yeah. Clark. My gosh, caught all four balls thrown his way, and it was like 140 yards or something. Uh, that big slant play in the second half that really kind of got their offense mm-hmm. going. So uh, it's it's gonna be fun to watch Reagan, and it's all kind of coming to a head when they meet up with Johnson later on. Yeah, all the games were pushed back on Friday uh, to 7.30, or all the north side and northeast games at least. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling Zach on Friday, when I, like, when I went on for the 9 o'clock show, the score was 17-14 uh, Reagan. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back, it was 38-14. I was like, what the hell happened? There was only like four <laughs> minutes left. <laughs> it was quick, yeah. Reagan, Reagan can... Move the ball fast, and and of course their defense added a score too, so that always helps. Right, another big one. I mean, big surprise of week three for me was was our TNL game. Harlan beat Brennan for the first time in school history. Yeah, what a comeback, huh? That was twenty seven points unanswered. Yeah, to win that game. Well, you were there in the stadium. What was that atmosphere like? They were checked. I mean, the 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 crowd was kind of checked out there in the first half, mm-hmm. and then you get to the halftime, and it's twenty eight to sixteen. So you're like, okay, there's life. And I, I asked. Uh, Eddie Salas about it, and he's just like, we keep punching back. We just have to stop them from punching us first. Sure. And then they that's exactly what they did in the second half. That that score right before half, I mean, they could have just, you know, kind of packed it in and then said, all right, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can't get – but it was so big for them to get that score right before the half. I think that really kind of started, hey, we're, we're in this still. They Because they did something kind of like um, – what the Giants did on Sunday night football, they like they turned it over and gave up two quick scores to Brennan, mm-hmm. and they could have checked out their their entire sideline was like, here we go again, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere they get a good play and they get score a touchdown. They're coming back, then they miss the extra point, and then it's just and then Brennan comes back t- two more quick scores and it's twenty eight to six, and you're just like, or twenty eight to seven, and you're like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. And then they come back and they score twenty seven straight points and it it was it was wild Mm -hmm. so that was one of the biggest surprises for me but let's go through our tnl top 10 we'll take their game or week threes kind of game by game as we go through let's do it so reagan uh three and oh they beat clark we just went over them a little bit they actually have a bye week coming up how crucial you think that kind of like bye week is is do you think sometimes that kind of stops the momentum for teams it might, but I mean, Lyndon Hamilton knows how to handle uh, a bye week, <laughs> I, I'm sure. And uh, with with the talent that they have over there uh, up at Reagan, it's not. I don't think it's really going to be an issue for them. It, it's maybe a chance to catch their breath, and and really they can dive into that Clark film and go, okay, here's how we can maybe avoid a slow start like we saw in the first half, and then just get out from the gate running um, from from the jump. And they, they should be – I think they should be all right, just both sides of the ball. They, they'll they'll get rested up a little bit and be good to go for, you know, the rest of district play here. Yeah, and they come back against Marshall with – I mean, we love uh, Coach over at Marshall, but, I mean, they're, they're, they're having a down year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it shouldn't be um, too bad of a comeback game next week after their bye week. And then you have Johnson this week who will get to test the theory of how uh, teams come off of their bye week because they're playing – 
Churchill this week. Mm-hmm. And that game had to be pushed back to Saturday at 11 a.m. because Churchill had to finish their game on, on Monday, Monday night. Right. Uh, so because of the Lightning, they were in overtime in the uh, uh, Chuck versus Don Bowl on Saturday. Yeah, Churchill Madison. Churchill Madison. So uh, actually, I think Chuck has to sing the, the Churchill fight song next Are they going to do that on the air? They're Will Chuck have to do it on the air? They'll do that on here. On nice. the podcast. All right. Yeah. So we'll get that, and we, you know, we'll send that out, and really, <laughs> really, bl- really blast Chuck. <laughs> there we go. Because uh, so Churchill beat Madison twenty eight twenty seven. The NBA finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. In overtime on Monday night, and because of UIL rules, Churchill now has to play on Saturday. So so, uh, Johnson and Churchill will play on Saturday, 11 a.m., which should be a really good game. This is the first time Churchill has been 3-0 in quite a while, and mm-hmm. Johnson now number two in our TNL poll. So that should be a great game coming up on this Saturday. Yeah, I think so. I mean, by virtue, somebody's going to catch their first loss of the season, but um, that's going to be a good one to watch. Ron Harris over there at Churchill, you know, a really hard-nosed coach. He's going to have his players ready. It's kind of almost like a short week, but, yeah, it gets that extra day going to Saturday. But 11 a.m. on a Saturday, that should be a lot of fun. But Coach T.P. Miller, he's got a bunch of playmakers over there, too. So that that should be a fun one to watch on Saturday morning. Gives them even more time, too, because this will be like two, a little over two weeks that they haven't gone with that yep. they've gone without a game for mm-hmm. Johnson. So, yep. uh, And then we have Warren is 3. They're 3-0. and They just killed Holmes in the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, 42 points in the second half. They end up winning 73-20 to in an improved Holmes team. But Warren is one of the classes of 6A here in our area. So they, they proved what they can do again. Yeah, Holmes is really improved. I mean, each of the three weeks, I think, they've, got, they've taken the first possession and scored a touchdown. Isaac Martinez knows that offense inside and out, has been playing, I think, almost for four years. So he's he's really good. I, <laughs> I, I like him at quarterback. A big but, bowling ball, man. Yeah. He's a big but, dude. But then also, I mean, on the flip side, Tony Mesa and Warren, I mean, just he's also a guy that's very experienced, been running that Warrior offense for a couple years now and can sling it around. So they Warren got off to a, a hot start last year as well. Uh, I think surprised a few people this year. I mean, again, they've they kind of have to go through a gauntlet a little bit, but – uh, yeah, I guess Warren going against Jay on Saturday, so that That'll that's be a good that's one. An, that's another undefeated matchup too. Um, but Warren, I I really like, and and that should be a fun team to watch as they get further and further into district play. I hadn't seen Jay in person until this past week, and they blew the doors off of O'Connor, and it's an improved O'Connor team as well. But Jay is really. Uh, I mean, they returned the opening kickoff, and they basically could not stop running all over O'Connor. Yeah, so. they, they have a two-headed monster between Jackson Gutierrez and their running back, Jack Mota. Um, mm-hmm. Really strong rushing attack. So uh, their defense, we'll see if they can stop some of these high-powered offenses that are coming up on their schedule later this season. But, I mean, that should be a really good game on uh, Friday at Gus, uh, 7 o'clock. You'll probably be at that game film. Filming, I'll say filming. Don always makes fun of me because I say filming and not shooting games. <laughs> but uh, you'll be probably be at that game over at Gus, so it's going to be an exciting one for you to for you to shoot or film, no yep. matter what you we'll, what you say. We'll check it out here. Uh, and then we have uh, Steel at four. I think Steel should be higher, but you know Carlos makes these, so uh, we'll give we'll give Carlos the credit here. Steel two and one. They beat Hutto fifty seven twenty seven in uh, uh, last week. Scored all their points in the first half yeah. and held Hutto, who scored 80 points the week before, to 27. So that's a, that's another statement by Steele. Yeah, it is, and, and a good bounce-back game after coming up short against Lake Travis. So Steele's probably right on track. Midland, Lee, or Midland Legacy, excuse me, 
don't know too much about them, so but they're usually a team that also is is pretty high up there in the standings as far as just you know they're kind of a playoff team here and there. So we'll see how they do. I I think it'll be another good test for them. Of course, the Steel's in a district where they only have like six teams or something like that, so there's a lot more non-conference or non-district games. Uh, but it should it should be a good another good test for them. I mean, they're at home, so that always helps. Isn't that the same district where San Marcos can't make the playoffs? Yes, correct. So, so four by, of the six teams in one can't will make the playoffs. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> it's five teams fighting for four spots. Right. So, <laughs> so I mean, I think Steel be fine. <laughs> they should be. I mean, you know, Chad Warner, Royal Capel, uh, they're still finding some some players on defense, but really. This latest game uh, that they had where it ended up 56-27, that's not really indicative of, like you said, it was over by halftime because yeah. I think it was 56-7 to at half, and it was just, it was like, okay, this is done. Yeah, I mean, in the second half, Hutto's going to get their points, but I mean, you put them away in the first half just like the Cowboys did, and it's mm-hmm. just like, all right, well, we can get some other players some run here. Exactly. So, uh, Harlan, number five, they're 3-0, and they're 1-0 and in district play. They defeated Brennan on TNL as we discussed. I was in- extremely impressed with Noah Ferris, first of all. That and the the sheer joy after they beat Brennan, because this is like little brother coming up and punching big brother right in the nose and saying, you know what, you're the little guy now. You know what I mean? Right. And it was it was exactly that kind of feeling around that win. I've never like we've done a lot of these TNL games. And this year or last year, I have not been around a team more excited afterwards. I couldn't even get two questions into coach <laughs> because they dumped some Gatorade on him. So, I mean, it was it was just a fantastic atmosphere afterwards. Yeah, um, really excited for Harlan. I mean, that, that district 29-6A, it's almost kind of flipped a little bit. You know, the teams that, are, that were at the bottom last year are now at top. You know, you talk about Soto, John Jay, uh, Warren, you know, it should be a lot of fun to see what Harlan can do here. And, and it's kind of a, a little bit of a roller coaster for them because they, they're going to get some teams that are still looking for their first win in the next couple of weeks, O'Connor, Stevens. But then they also have Warren and Soto kind of, you know, so it, it's like you got an 0-3 team and then you're back up to an undefeated 0-3 team back up. We'll see how the schedule plays out. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if Harlan can kind of keep this consistency of, of these performances that they're looking for. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to come out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they came out flat against O'Connor on Thursday just because they, they're coming off of such an emotional win. Twenty nine, yeah, twenty nine six A is such a tough district. Yeah. I mean, because there is no, there is no easy out there. No. So you're going to get everybody's best shot, and I wouldn't be, you know, Coach Molesky, Owen three that he's going to coach him even harder. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> we had Coach Molesky on. I think it was week one last year, and I was just like, that guy scares me. I don't know what he does. <laughs> yeah, what, how how these high schoolers feel about it. He's a, he, he is a tough guy, man. Um, so they go against O'Connor Thursday night uh, in Ferris, 7 p.m. Then uh, s- number six, we have Smithson Valley. They're 2-1. and one. They uh, destroyed East Central, 57-7. 585 offensive yards for them. Cade Sprawling at eight rushes, 118 yards, three touchdowns. Daniel uh, DeHoyos had eight rushes, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Can just keep going on stats if we want, but they they – they're a damn good team, as always. Yeah, Coach. Le- the beat goes on for Coach Larry Hill up there <laughs> in Smithson Valley. Um, and you mentioned the offense there. I mean, the defense has been strong, too. Their only loss coming against Reagan, where they just held them to 17 points, which is really good considering what we've seen Reagan's offense can do. Um, so I think they're averaging you know, 11 points per game is what they're giving up. That's really, really good. Yeah. So, again, uh, look for Smithson Valley to to be up there at the top of the standings and, and making looking to make another deep playoff run here come November. Yeah, I mean, two and one, but their one loss is by one point in week right. one. I yep. mean, it's it's almost like the, the big fad right now. It's two and one with an asterisk, if you <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. It's no. like... It's a factory up there at Smith and Valley. Absolutely. Um, so they're playing Wagner this week in a game that should be extremely entertaining. That could be high scoring. Again, it, 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 that's where I would give Smith and Valley just a bit of an edge because of their defense. But Wagner runs a, a unique offense to where, you know, it's assignment football. You have to be very disciplined. But again, I feel like that would play into Coach Hill's hand because it's just like, you know, he is a disciplined coach. Right. And it's like, you're going to play your assignment, you're going to do your job. So 
that should be a lot of fun. Wagner, though, going into Ranger Stadium, that's that's a tough tough atmosphere. But the Thunderbirds and Rangers, that that's going to be another fun game. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be an easy game uh, th- in any respect. But Smith Valley's rushing game is unstoppable almost, and mm-hmm. but Wagner's D line is incredible. Like yep. they they have prospects they all players. all over their D line. So mm-hmm. it's gonna it's kind of like the immov- immovable object and the. Uh, hard place over there so they, they're not going to be able to move anybody mm-hmm. so we're, we're going to see how that goes it's going to be an interesting one for sure um, right. we'll probably have those highlights on friday as well i mean just looking at it uh alamo heights they are uh seven i believe in our rankings here yep another <laughs> another blowout for them i mean they're we say it every week their district is just not one that they need to be a part of their last two games they've won 156 to seven yeah it's it's a tough district, but uh, well, I mean, it, it's a tough district to to g- kind of gauge where they are as a team, just because they are head and shoulders, you know, uh, above everybody else. But you never know; somebody they could have an off week, or you know, knock on wood, you know, they might run into a tough situation with an injury or something like that. Uh, you never wish that on anybody, but you know, we'll see. Kind of what other names that Ron Rindeman can run out there and, and get game time experience with. That's the name of the game. I think when they go through this kind of schedule is it's, they can create a lot of depth in a hurry mm-hmm. and get guys that have game experience. So then if somebody does go down, it's like, it's all right, we've got somebody else who's played a bunch of ball and we know they can step in and step up. Yeah. I mean, and you get those players that playing time early on in the season and then when the playoffs do come around and someone goes down, just like you said, it's like, all right, step in, you're, you'll be fine. But it, it almost um, it doesn't give them the that kind of game experience in those close games. It's sure because you're not playing the that competition that you're going to play in the playoffs. That is a good point. There is a gulf between the competition that you'll face in district versus what you do in the playoffs when it comes around to that time. But maybe. It also gives them some confidence of just like, hey, yeah, we're a really good football team. We've you know had this wide margin of victory all throughout the season. Who's to say that we can't do it against this team? I mean, it, but it's not like you're playing like the Liberty Hills that they've lost to twice in a row now right, in the playoffs. Right. You're you're not getting those games where mm-hmm. where you have to learn, okay, how to win in a close one. You're right. learning how to win in a eighty-one to zero game. You know? Sure. So they beat Highlands this week. Um, they're three and zero now, two and zero in district. They play McCollum on uh, Friday at Harlandale Stadium at 7 o'clock. And then Churchill was 8 in our rankings. So Churchill was 8. We didn't want to move him out because mm-hmm. they ha- didn't lose uh, by the time we did the rankings because they played on Monday. Yeah, just so, undetermined. Yeah, so undetermined. So we left them at 8. They beat Madison as we as we discussed. They played Johnson 11 a.m. Saturday at Comalander. And then Sotomayor. So Sotomayor cracks the top 10 for the first time ever mm-hmm. in their second year as a program. They defeat Stevens this week, 35-0. They have outscored their opponents 125-0 to so far on the season. That is incredible for Coach Juan Morales. Yeah, impressive stuff from Coach Morales and, and his squad. Just second year of varsity ball. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, this week, I, if, if it goes to chalk, should give them you know, another W against home, so 4-0. If Jay holds serve, too, uh, again, Jay's playing Warren, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but... Just looking at the next three games for Sotomayor, Holmes, Jay, and Harland. Those are teams, Jay and Harland are undefeated at this point as we sit and talk right now. So it's like those are two games coming up for Sotomayor that I think will be really, you know, interesting challenges and I guess measuring sticks for them just to see, okay, yeah, are we are we actually making that second year leap in this second year of our program? Right. And I mean, when it comes to leaving teams scoreless, I don't know if they'll be able to do that against Holmes, but because Holmes, one thing they Holmes can do can is score. Track meet. Yeah. They can score. I mean, we saw that what last week. It was there was a game where they had it was like forty nine forty two. Yeah, and, and they I scored think that on, was with MacArthur. Yeah, yeah, they scored on every possession in the first half. Yeah, and so I mean that's one thing they definitely can do is score. That's what we kind of talked about with Holmes a little earlier. So um, Soto though one hundred and twenty five to zero in their first three games is is very impressive. very impressive for a second year program no matter what the competition is. Mm-hmm. So um, then we have Burbank and Jay tied at ten. Uh, wanted both of them to make it. We didn't know what was going on with Churchill, so Chuck uh, kind of made the call there on uh, having Burbank and Jay tied at number ten. Burbank beat Brack 
uh, 56 to 14, 3 and 0 overall, 2 and 0 in district. Next game is against Highlands on Thursday at uh, Alamo Stadium. Highlands actually leads that series 26-6 all time. The last time Burbank won was in 2019. So hopefully uh, that'll be a competitive one over in Alamo Stadium. I think so. Burbank, I think, you know, I could be wrong in this. I'm, I'm kind of going off memory here from my for my history. But they're in the same district as that Alamo Heights team and, and all those other SAISD schools. Burbank Finished second last year, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Apologies if I am, but Burbank appears to be kind of that second, you know, that that team that will kind of be in that second spot in that district with Alamo Heights and, and everybody else. So they're a really strong squad this year. They've they've got some experience on both sides of the ball. So I look for Burbank to to be competitive and and may, who knows. Maybe they could be the ones that challenge Alamo Heights for that top spot. We'll see. Let's see it. Let's see it. That would be entertaining. Uh, Burbank and Alamo Heights whenever they go against each other this year. Uh, and then Jay beat O'Connor 43-13. They're now 6-20 and against the Panthers in their last 26 games, but handily beat them on Friday. Like I said, opening kickoff, they took back, and then quarterback was running all over him. So. Yeah, and we talked about Jackson Gutierrez and Jack Mota before. That running game's really potent, so we'll see what they do. Jay's got, you know, just looking ahead kind of further down the road, they've got a tough three games to end the season. So we'll we'll kind of see how they fare through this middle part of the schedule and then, you know, what kind of head of steam they have going into that final push. So sub-TNL top 10 is teams 1A through 4A. Uh, just going 1 through 10, it's Cuero. They're 3-0. and Somerset is 3-0. and Lavernia is 3-0. and Bernie is 2-1 and and doing so without Jackson Bays, which is impressive. Uh, five is Jurdenton. They're 3-0 and as well. Six, Randolph, 3-0. and uh, Seven, Bandera, 3-0. and Hondo, 8, 3-0. and Nine Divine two and one and ten Navarro two and one. You see a lot of three and O teams there. So mm-hmm. some early undefeateds in the sub TNL top ten. So let's get to our TNL game of the week. It's Canyon and Bernie Champion. Um, both two new coaches. Yeah, I mean, first year head. First relatively, year guys. yeah, relatively. Mm-hmm. I mean, new to the head coaching role. Sure, not new to the to the environment to or, the to, or to San Antonio or yeah. to the to the programs. I mean. Right. Coach Ellis has been there for 10 years. This is his 11th. He was the defensive coordinator the entire time that Kaiser was there. And then you have uh, Coach Leonard, who was an offensive coordinator for two years and now has taken the, taken the mantle. So how do you, what are you expecting Thursday? That's a good question. To be honest, don't know too much about these teams other than just you know kind of what we've seen so far in these three games. Haven't been able to cut, dive too much into them, but I know Coach Leonard being a former UTSA guy – he he's, you know, he wasn't around when Coach Trailer was here, but he seems to, you know, be picking up and kind of taking a page out of Coach Trailer's book. You know, it's like they lost Deuce Adams at Canyon. You know, he transferred out, went to another school, and it's like, yep, that's fine. We wish him well, but we're going to keep on going. Th- this Canyon team could be three and zero if not for a tough loss to Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Week One. Uh, they were in that game too. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, this this Thursday night, I think. You know, with with Coach Ellis being a defensive guy, that's going to really kind of be an interesting matchup because Canyon, I think they they can score. So that champion defense versus the Canyon offense that should be a lot of fun. Plus, Canyon is coming off a really emotional victory in the Worst Bowl. That's Worst W R W U R S T. I'm not calling. I'm not calling the teams the worst ever. No, no, no. It's the Worst Bowl. Because why wouldn't it be? Yeah, because you know. Well, it's New Braunfels yeah, and yeah. it's German and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, for folks outside of the market listening to this. Um, yeah, they they beat New Braunfels. Uh, that's an emotional game coming off that one. Uh, so plus a short week. Um, it it's kind of a wild card this game. Yeah, absolutely. And when you lose someone like Canyon did, who's a Louisville commit and leaves for Vandegrift as soon as the coach leaves, it's like, okay, well someone else has to step up, and someone else has stepped up. Yeah. I mean, Canyon is getting representative, not just representative quarterback play, but very good quarterback play. And uh, but from I think Reese Dietrich is their quarterback's name. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're all very good over there, and they're very well disciplined. He said it to me a little bit ago that 
um, the theme of this year is grit. They're just there to grind it out. They're they're there to beat you down. And by the fourth quarter, if they win, they win. If they lose, they lose. But you're going to know that they were in a battle in, in Canyon. Yeah. Sounds like a very trailer-esque approach. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It almost sounds like they're from, you know, South Sand, the way they kind of grind things out. That's what uh, Coach Barone said to me week mm-hmm. two. And then for the Bernie Champion Chargers, I mean, I was up there last year for one game, and last year they kind of had a down year. Sure. Um, but the community around Bernie Champion, it's, it's a small-town feel north of San Antonio mm-hmm. that it's just like, Friday nights are almost like a religion. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of feel around Bernie and Bernie Champion, and it's it's just a really aw- awesome atmosphere. Yeah, and well, and Bernie, don't forget, right. they're, they're across. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Across town, you know, school, they're, <laughs> right. they're guys across the street. You know, they made it to the state final last year. So I think that maybe has kind of elevated the Bernie Champion, le- you know, level of competitiveness to be like, hey, you know, we can't let these guys just, you know, take all the glory here. So, it, you know, that there's always a bunch of ball players up there in Bernie and, and they just come out of the woodwork and can play some ball. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm really looking forward to see Champion play on Thursday night and, and clapping eyes on them in person. I also love that their quarterback's last name is Ballin. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what a great last name for, yeah. <laughs> for a football Very player. Very fitting, right? He's, he's straight up Ballin. Yep. Um, so let's get to a couple of the interviews here. Uh, we've talked to Coach Ellis. We'll go to Coach Ellis first since we were just talking about Bernie Champion. Uh, let's go. Do Coach Ellis first, and then uh, right after that, you'll hear an interview from me and Coach Leonard. Coach Leonard was having some Wi-Fi issues up at the uh, Canyon campus, so that Texas Hill Country will get you. Well, lucky enough to have Coach Blaine Ellis for the Bernie Champion Chargers, the undefeated Bernie Champion Chargers, might I add, uh, onto the Sneakers Complete podcast. Coach, how are you today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Absolutely, and we're excited to have you on uh, TNL for your first time as a head coach. So, how uh, yeah, how's the, how's the year going? You can't ask for more than three and zero, I guess, right? I know. Yeah, it's been really good. Our guys are doing just a really good job. Our coaches have, you know, we got a, new, a lot of new guys on our coaching staff this year as well, and so it's just been fun to watch, you know, the entire team from top to bottom come together. And coach, you're not. It's not like you're a new face coming into Bernie champion. You've been there a little while. I think you were there almost the entire tenure of coach Kaiser, right? Yes, I was. Um, I actually came over to champion uh, from Marshall with coach Kaiser. And so this is my 11th season at champion. How is it having uh, this kind of be your team now, instead of Gino, just not just the defensive coordinator, but you know what I mean? Taking over as the, as the lead guy now. Yeah. So that's, that's been a fun transition as well. You know, um, you know, there's a, there's definitely a whole lot more to it. Um, just building a program and managing both sides. Uh, and, and I feel like I had a great mentor in that uh, through Keith. And he did a great job of, of really kind of cluing me into uh, what it takes to be an athletic coordinator, be a head football coach. Uh, and so it's been a fun transition uh, being able to manage both sides of the ball now and managing the entire team. You know, Coach, I know and I'm having an interesting interview because my dog will come in and walk right behind me <laughs> at the desk, and that's what just happened. So, you know, this is going well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, 3-0 and right now. You guys are coming into TNL, uh, facing off against another new head coach over at Bernie or over at uh, New Braunfels Canyon. How is that for you guys? Kind of, do you know what to expect? Do you not know what to expect? Is it just like kind of a bunch of unknown? No, I mean, just being in the profession uh, for as long as, as I have been uh, and, and, you know, being in Bernie, knowing Bernie, knowing the community of Bernie um, and, and really knowing our campus, that that's been a tremendous blessing for me, um, you know, as far as navigating 
some of that transition. That's been that's been a huge help. Um, and I have a great relationship with Coach Leonard over at Canyon. We've talked quite a bit over these last few months because you know we're both getting into this thing fresh. And um, so we've 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 had some good conversations, and it's been it's been good. We've leaned on each other a little bit over the over the last few months. So love to see it. You guys are going to be squaring off as head coaches this time instead of working against each other as coordinators. So that's right. Um, I love to ask this question, kind of get uh, kind of into your guys' heads when it comes to your team a little bit. Give me a couple of players, two or three, maybe on offense and defense that you think just stand out, not above the rest, but on the field as well as off the field. They're just tremendous in, in both aspects. Yeah. So, I mean, I, to be quite honest with you, you know, uh, we've got just a, a long line of guys that are tremendous on the field and off the field. Um, you know, a couple, several guys that we, you know, I've, I've got, we've got 12 captains here at champion. Uh, we call them our dandy dozen. And so they, uh, they really do a good job of, of, yeah. And, and we do that because we want a good representation of our team uh, and, and what that looks like. And so, uh, it's been really, really good to have that, have that leadership within our team. Uh, a couple of guys that really just stick out to me, uh, leadership wise on the field, off the field. Uh, one would be Sawyer Bowley. Uh, he does a tremendous job. He's actually a two-way starter for us this year. Um, we've kind of gone down that road with him and he's just really, really embraced it and done a good job. Um, you know, I've talked to Sawyer for a long time, you know, he's a three-year starter for us, even as a sophomore, leaving his freshman year into his sophomore year. Um, towards the end of his sophomore year, I started, you know, talking to him quite a bit about leadership and, and, and going beyond just just football and what it looks like to lead uh, within the program. And so he's done a tremendous job over the years um, of just developing as a leader and, and being involved in within our community. Uh, next guy up would be Jordan Ballin, our, our quarterback. Um, you know, he is, he is, he is Mr. Community and we've talked about community for, um, you know, a long time, uh, really since, since November, we've been talking about it, you know, building our community and, and, and building, you know, the brand of champion and what it looks like to have, have that community. And, and there's not a guy that's, that's pushed that more than Jordan Ballin, uh, out in our community. You know, all, a lot of these guys we talk about, and I think it's what's cool about our program is we got a lot of multi-sport athletes. And so when you look at a Jordan Ballin, uh, the, you know, he, he took, uh, you know, two sports, football and baseball, and he's really, really focused on building that community and building that sense of pride and champion. And so, um, that's been, that's been fun to watch him, uh, over the last few months, uh, take ownership of that uh, and go. Uh, an next guy, another guy that that really does a good job uh, for us defensively too is Gage Goldberg. Um, you know, on the field, he's just, uh, he's a tremendous player, um, you know, and I still think his ceiling's very high as far as his play goes because he hadn't played football for very long. And so uh, he's continuing to learn the game and continuing to develop. And it's just been fun to watch him grow on the field. And then also- played football for What's that? How long has he played football for? So he's he started playing football his freshman year here. So you know, nice. yeah, most kids most kids come in with two or three years under their belt, maybe even more. And so uh, it's just been really fun to watch him. Uh, you know, just his knowledge of the game and his commitment to the game, uh, and and really Gage's Gage's work ethic is is tremendous. Um, you know, off the field, he's doing everything he can to 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 better himself, but also better the team. And so. Um, our kids really rally around that and do a good job. And uh, our just our senior leadership uh, within our program has been really, really good. Coach, what's the uh, the community around Burning Champion? I was at one of your guys' games last year, and it's like a fan base that I hadn't seen before um, before I went up there. And so I was like, I was kind of taken aback at how all in everybody was at this game uh, up up in Bernie. So uh, can you tell me a little bit about what makes those fans and what makes the community around your guys team so impressive to you? Yeah. So, um, man, there's not a better place to be on a Friday night than in, in Bernie, Texas at a football game. Uh, and, and, you know, especially, you know, at a champion game, you know, we, we, we fill up our home side stands uh, and it's packed. Um, and, and if you don't, if you don't come, come and buy a ticket early you ain't getting one and so 
Um, I, I think it's very, very special uh, here in Bernie. Um, you know, it didn't take me long, you know, 10 years ago, it didn't take me long to, to feel that, you know, coaching in my first game at, at champion and feel that, that community support uh, and that sense of community. And so um, it's just, it's continued and it, and, it, and I feel like it gets better every year. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were in a tight one against uh, Eagle pass, you know, we come back late in the game and we, we win by a point and, you know, we talked about what a what a community builder a game like that is uh, to keep our, our our fans engaged and keep them rallied, uh, and it's just been really really fun to to experience that. You know, I I believe Bernie is just kind of it's it's we have a joke here. It's one of the last strongholds uh, kind of in in the state as far as is that sense of community that that small town. We still have that small town feel, even though we are you know, right next to San Antonio, we still have that small town feel. And so it's, it's uh, our community does awesome uh, coming out and supporting and coming together. And, and they really value a Friday night um, and, and our district does a good job of valuing a Friday night and what it means to a community and how it brings them together. How is it for you guys? You kind of just said it, it's that small town feel right outside of San Antonio. How is it for you guys, not just as a football team, but kind of as an entire school and, and that um, and, and different um, athletic programs, like whether it's volleyball or girls basketball or boys basketball? How do how does everyone support each other, even the cheerleaders and dance and band and all that stuff? How does everyone kind of support each other in your guys's program? Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing about our athletic program is we have a lot of success uh, and we're very lucky to have that. Uh, and we're very grateful to have that. And so, uh, you know, as as a community, one thing that that we we talk about all the time here at Champion is is to be great. Um, and, and and we talk about that throughout our athletic program. And so, what we what we feel like is that builds a sense of community within our athletic program. You know, if I'm a if I'm playing girls basketball, I'm hearing the same core principles that um, maybe some of our water polo and swim kids are hearing. And so the, that's that helps build a sense of community where we're all kind of speaking the same language. The other thing that I think really is important is, is our, our community expects us to be great, expects us to be good. And so that's, that's, um, and, and I'm going to say this right now, um, you know, you're going to get me on my soapbox here, but um, part of what makes a program great, there's five things that make a, a program really good. And one of those things is parents. And, and we have parents who are invested in their kids uh, they're invested in the programs and that's what that's what helps make our program really, really good is, is the investment we do, that we get from our parents. I'm sure they let you hear it, too, huh, Coach? No, it's all good. Like I said, they're invested and they want what's best for their kid. And so we, um, you know, we embrace that. All right. Well, I, I love it, Coach. Um, so you guys are going to be on TNL. Last question for you. Looking towards this matchup with uh, with Canyon. What, what are going to be those keys to victory? If I was to, if I'm interviewing you after the game on Thursday and I'm like, coach, you guys just beat Canyon so, so much to so little. What are going to be those, those, those keys to victory that you're going to tell me we won because of this? Yeah. So uh, number one, uh, we got to play as a unit and we got to have consistency in our play. And we talked about that. Uh, with our team over the last really three weeks, you know, uh, we, we've kind of had kind of been a, a, a team of halves. So we played a really good first half against United South and then kind of slowed down. And then against Eagle Pass, we uh, had a slow start and then a strong finish. And so last week we felt like we really put a full game together. And so that's been our message to our guys all week this week is is to put everything together, you know, as it should be rolling into a district matchup, you know, you've had pre-district to make certain adjustments and find out a lot about your team. Um, and then offensively, obviously we've got to, we've got to take care of the football and then we got to win explosive plays. We've got to manufacture explosive plays and win those. And, and we feel like if we do that, we're going to, we're, we're going to be in good shape to be successful for the, for the evening. And then uh, defensively, we, we've got to play, play fast and angry. We talk to our guys about that all the time and, uh, rallying to the ball and uh, just playing downhill. And so that's that's huge for us. And then obviously, same thing defensively is we want to limit explosive plays. Got to control the sense of controlled aggression on defense, Coach. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Love it. That's my favorite That's my favorite saying on defense is controlled aggression. Like, go beat the crap out of somebody, but do it, do it in yeah. yourself, you know? 
Yeah, it's a fine balance. You got to work. It is. <laughs> well, Coach, we appreciate the time. Uh, I don't want to take up too much more of it. So I will. Uh, I, we will see you on the sidelines tomorrow night. It's, I keep thinking that it's like two days away, but it's literally tomorrow. Yeah. It's here. It's here. Yeah. We're ready to go. It's here. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully we have the same energy as we do on Fridays and Bernie as we will tomorrow night on Thursday. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really good. We, we're looking forward to seeing you guys out there. All right. Well, now joined by Coach uh, Coach Nate Leonard over at New Braunfels Canyon. Coach, besides all the Wi-Fi issues we may or may not be having, how are you today? Well, I can I can assure you we're having Wi-Fi issues, but everything's going good over here. Uh, you know, coming off of uh, a really nice win against New Braunfels High, good New Braunfels High team. And uh, before the connection issues, we were talking about, um, you know, kind of what it a little bit about what it meant to our community. And I'll tell you, you know, this is a historical win for Canyon because in the history of the rivalry, uh, you know, Canyon, it's never gone back to back victories against New Braunfels. And we were able to do something uh, that's never been done by winning this past Friday night. I mean, it's a heck of a win for you guys, especially for you in your first year as the head coach. What did that mean for you to cap off first three games with something historic like that? You know, for me, I, I love it. Uh, and selfishly, I, I certainly love it. I, I think it, it speaks volumes to me about our kids, you know, about our athletes, because, um, you know, we had some changes in the offseason, you know, obviously some some shuffling around of coaches, um, you know, some some kids in key positions graduated or transferred. And uh, I think it just is a tribute to our kids for being unselfish, completely bought in. Uh, to our program to show that um, through through obstacle we can still uh, continue to have success and, and put a good product on the field. You mentioned the reshuffling of coaches. You were one of those coaches who was kind of shuffled around, you know, thrust into the head coaching role after two years of offensive coordinatorship. How is it going for you so far? How is how have these first three games in this offseason been? You know, I'm I'm learning every day. I'm learning every week. I, I tell people that uh, you know, I was a, I was a bad head coach in week one. You know, I didn't know, I didn't, I did not do a great job of preparing our kids for um, the good opponent that we played in Corpus Christi Vets Memorial. And, uh, and I also tell people that, you know, losing in week one made me a better coach in weeks two and three. And, um, you know, I think it's a, it's a huge uh, growth opportunity for myself and I'm learning and, and I'll, you know, I don't make the same mistake twice, really. I, I try to I try to learn as I go, and uh, I want to be a great head coach for our community, uh, for our athletes. They deserve they deserve uh, the best, and, and for our assistant coaches, you know. So um, I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm not ever going to be perfect, but I'm gonna I'm gonna learn and grow as I go. Now, something I've come to learn in the couple of years I've spent here in San Antonio is that every high school, every community kind of has like their special sauce. You know, some, everyone has something that they kind of hang their hat on. New Braunfels Canyon, if I asked you guys, like, what's your special sauce, whether that be in your community, in your team, what is it? It's grit. <laughs> right. So our, our walls talk here and um, it's a it's a page that I took out of um, Dan Campbell's book at, at uh you know, the Detroit lions and I, and I watched hard knocks and kind of what they did in training camp and the identity that they had. Um, and then obviously they have week one success against a really good opponent uh, in the NFL. And uh, you know, it's every great organization, every great team has an identifier. They have an identity and ours is grit. Uh, our kids are hardworking kids, tough kids. Um, we don't have division one offers on our roster, not one. Uh, so it's not like we're having success based upon talent alone. We're having success based upon uh, the unselfishness uh, of our team and the complimentary football that we've been playing on all three phases. And the great teams that have come through Canyon or the, the success that has come through Canyon has always been uh, about the chemistry of the team and the morale of the troops. And I think, I think uh, we've gotten um, a good grip on that here this year, and we're just hoping to continue to ride that wave. So do you guys keep the kneecaps that you bite in like a trophy case or is it, you know, kind of like that mentality, biting kneecaps? That, I mean, we're scrapping. I mean, we're <laughs> we're doing whatever we can, whatever it takes to win. But, uh, yeah, you know, grit for us is 
grit for us, if we, you know, we define it here as being tougher for longer than our opponent. So uh, the only, the only thing we run out of is time in a game. That's our mantra. You know, if we lose, it's because we run out of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we hang our hat on, on knowing that when a team leaves the field against us, they've been in a fight, you know, they've been in a, in a four quarter battle. Coach, tell me a little bit about uh, maybe one or, or two or three players on offense, two or three players on defense who have really helped you guys, helped propel you guys to this two-and-one start and also might even be better people off the field than they are on the, on the playing surface. You know, man, I could talk up and down our roster about that. You know, hard, hard to whittle down. I know. It's hard to whittle down. For, especially for being great kids off the field. You know, we traditionally have great academics here at Canyon and our our – from from 2021 to 2023, we've we've quadrupled the amount of academic all district athletes that we put on um, the academic all district team. So you know, off the field, these these young men do a phenomenal job. You know, offensively, you know, I'm partial to the center position. I'm partial to the offensive line. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't start with our center, Pola New. Uh, he's a not only a football player, he's a state power lifter for us. His sister plays volleyball for our, you know, successful Canyon volleyball Cougarettes. Uh, she's also a state power lifter. So uh, the family, uh, strong family uh, and, and big time Canyon community family. Uh, those guys really stand out. We've got more. Um, I could I could go on and on about all of our guys, uh, but I know we've got a limited amount of time. But offensively, those are the guys that that, that really stand out to me. Um, Defensively, I got to start with our corner, Ray Stanley. Had two picks in the fourth quarter against New Braunfels. Pivotal uh, picks. He's a leadership council member. Uh, he's kind of the spirit of our team. I really, I really believe that. As the as the team goes, you know, Ray goes. I mean, he's he really leads uh, our locker room and uh, is a young man that uh, really has a presence in the classroom and and in our community and someone who we've had since he was you know, a freshman, he's a senior now, uh, and someone that's really developed in his role as a leader here at Canyon. Um, you know, Colin Ott uh, is a linebacker for us. Um, you'll notice him because he wears this huge neck roll back like in the early 2000s, late 90s. I mean, he's he's every bit of a linebacker that you want, wears shimmels to school, you know. Like real the, throwback, real throwback. Uh, he, he is, man. He's everything you want. If we had a crossbar face mask, I'm sure he'd wear it too. Um, but, you know. Take, does press, he tape up his fingers too? <laughs> I, I, that's, I haven't noticed that, but I'll, I'll certainly be on the lookout for that uh, and suggest it if he doesn't. But, you know, um, excellent grades. Um, you know, family is very active uh, with, with our program. And uh, all the graphics that go up on social media are made by his father, Brandon. And, um, you know, just a really good linebacker, solid physical player for us. Embodies, in my opinion, embodies what it means to be a Canyon Cougar. You know, we're a developmental program, and we've developed him since he was a freshman. And his weight room numbers have skyrocketed. His, his endurance has skyrocketed. His football knowledge is, is uh, off the charts. And, and his family is super active and involved. Um, and that, you know, it's funny because I feel like I've mentioned that with every kid I've talked about our community. So our community is so special. Um, it's, it's certainly noticeable. And then Duke Nagy, uh, he plays our star position, which is kind of, a, you know, it's like a Rover. It's like a secondary Rover. He's a safety. He's whatever we need him to be week to week. Um, he's number zero for us, senior leadership council member. You know, one thing I want to mention about Duke is he lost his mother to cancer in the spring. Um, and handled it like a man, you know, just really resilient kid, uh, went through some struggles with losing his mother. Uh, but a lot of his teammates, a lot of his coaches were there at, at mom Teresa's uh, funeral. Uh, and he is an emotional leader. He's a physical leader. Well, that was Coach Leonard and Coach Ellis right there. You can tell how much they, they love their teams. They had some funny moments with them as well. So let's hear from uh, Bernie Champion player Sawyer Bowley. He's a receiver and safety. He's a senior. And then let's hear from their quarterback, Jordan Ballin. Quarterback, he's a senior as well. Wow, 3-0, and start the season. What's been working for you guys so well this, so, so far? I think this year we have a really great team chemistry. Our guys are more excited to play. We have a lot of energy. And our coaches have been giving us really great game plans each week. Um, 
you take the field with this defensive unit, what do you like about these guys? Our defensive unit is a bunch of, as we've been described before, we're like a pack of wild dogs. We just go in and hit everybody as hard as we can. I like that about us. We're a physical team. Um, how much change was there? Obviously, you're switching coaches. You're, you're going from a legendary coach to somebody who's been on the team. What was that change like? Was there much that you guys actually saw from a standpoint of, okay, is there much of a difference? There was a little different at difference at first. There was a, just changed a couple of small things we do, and I think there's definitely a different kind of just element to it. I just think Coach Ellis has done a great job establishing a new kind of mentality for us and coming up with a windshield mentality is what he calls it to kind of forget about the season we had last year because it wasn't exactly what we wanted and focus on the future and go dominate. How, how much different is this now after three games from last year when you guys were not winning and, and things were not going your way? It's much different. Everybody just seems so much more excited. Everybody's really into it. Last year I feel like there's a little lull just once we got down a couple games which we weren't used to in this program but this year we're back to normal and we're feeling great about this season. When you found out that you guys were going to get to showcase your talents on TNL television for all of South Texas to be able to chance to see, how exciting is that for you? I know you got to worry about the game, but still, everybody gets a chance to see what Bernie Champion football is all about this year. Yes, so we're excited to showcase our talents and I think we're going to surprise a lot of people with this game coming up. Um, without giving away any secrets, what do you guys need to do in order to slow down a, a very good New Braunfels Canyon team? I just think we need to execute what we're doing. Our coaches have a great game plan. If we execute what we're being taught, I think we'll have no problem keeping up with them. What's been what's been working for you guys, especially on the offensive side of the ball? You know, we uh, really believe in each other this year. I feel like last year we're kind of um, single-handedly, you know, what's the word for it? Um, playing for just just uh, personal uh, personal use. You know, with this year we've kind of grown together and uh, we kind of we've been playing since middle school um, so our, just like Sawyer said team chemistry is very uh, very um, illuminate and uh, yeah it's just working together and every day we come out here attacking so I think that's what team chemistry is the big one. Um, were you a starter last year? I was yes sir yeah. Um, how much different is it this year from what you guys were running last year? Did, did Coach Ellis come in and change a whole lot? Was it kind of like Okay, we kind of know what we're going to do, maybe a wrinkle here or there. Yeah, uh, no, Coach Ellis has done a great job. He uh, kept what was working last year and changed what didn't work last year. Uh, we still run the spread offense. We still uh, very fast tempo, um, you know, and a lot of our starters last year um, were first-time starters, and uh, now this year, getting back into the groove of things, um, they've stepped up to the challenge and worked very hard, and sh uh, we're able to um, show it, showcase uh, in these last three games, and they've done very well. When you take the field with this offensive unit, whether it be in practice or in a game, what do you like about these dogs? You know, we, we play for each other. Um, we keep each other accountable, um, and we play for the name across our, our jersey. Um, we play for the community behind us, and uh, we, we, just, we just fight till the end. Um, you know, um, a bunch of these games we go up uh, during halftime, and we kind of fizzle out uh, from last year. But this year, we've, we've kept, uh, kept, the, kept the gas going, kept uh, punching it in. And uh, yeah, that's, the, that's what I like. How much more satisfying is it now to be three and zero and to give this, you know, Charger Nation exactly what they're they're so used to around here is, is winning football. Yeah. How, how gratifying is it now on your senior year to go ahead and give them back what Charger football is all about? Oh yeah, it feels great. You know, last year I felt like a lot of people were just kind of down on us, and this year we uh, were able to bring up those spirits again and make Bernie football uh, a lot more enjoyable this year for sure. Um, get to showcase your talents on TNL this yes, sir. week. It's uh, as a senior. Doesn't get any better than that to be on television. Yes, like, how special is that for you and your teammates? You know, it's very special. Um, not a lot of people get this opportunity, and uh, I feel like um, we we're all very grateful to showcase our talents here. Um, and yeah, we're very excited, and uh, we're gonna play our hearts out for sure. Um, without giving away any secrets, what do you got to do on the offensive side of the ball in order to be able to to uh, to break through a very good Canyon defense? You know, Coach Clayton and Coach Brown really have a have a great game plan going for us. Um, we just need to stay true to it. We got to believe, and uh, we got to execute to the to the best of our potential. And now let's go to Canyon players. This is their center, junior center, excuse me, Pola New. Sorry for mispronouncing your name. This happens every week. I mispronounce someone's name every week. Pola New, 
Uh, and then their defensive back, senior Raymond Stanley. Both these interviews, all these player interviews, excuse me, uh, courtesy of our photog extraordinaire, Jack Green. Man, two and one right out the gate. It's uh, what's been working for this team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You know, we have a really good offensive line this year. Um, we like to pound the rock as Coach Leonard, old offensive line coach, you know. And But we also throw the ball a lot. We have a good receiver, Harry Hassman, and we have a good quarterback, Reese Dietrich. He's doing real well. What do you like when you take the field, whether it be in a practice or in a game, what do you like about this offense of your dogs that you go out to war with every week? You know, I love our team aspect. Like, we're all in with each other, and, like, we're always going to be have our, each other's backs, so to say. Um, they say iron sharpens iron. This defense looks like it's coming along from week to week. It seems like they just keep getting better. Um, how is the defense helping you guys prepare for, for obviously now what's going to be right. another couple of a very tough games coming up? Yeah, so when we have a defense like this, it really sharpens like our skill level. When you have a defense that can you know, go swat the ball in the air, a D-line that can go run and stop the run, you know, it just helps us to when we play teams that are good at those things, but we see that every week. So it becomes easy, but not easy at the same time. How much has the transition been? You got a new coach coming in this year. It's, has he implemented a whole lot of things or is it kind of like pretty much status quo with maybe a wrinkle here or two there? Well, no, I think Coach Leonard has really smoothed out like all the wrinkles. You know, he's brought in grit to tougher for longer and it's really helped us, you know, when in tough games, like we always win in the fourth quarter. That helps when we have our grit behind us. How big was that win against the, the, the big rival to, to get that it, win? It was, it was real nice, you know. Yeah, it's good to win the last one. How, how important is that in, in momentum and moving forward, giving you guys the confidence? It was like, you know, you had a tough week one loss, but right. then all of a sudden now you've had two very good wins against uh, quality opponents. How much confidence is that giving you guys? Well, yeah, as you know, it's in-town in rival, but um, it's only non-district. It can This doesn't help us after regular season. So th that was it was a good confidence booster, but it's not, We don't, like Coach says, don't bite the cheese. We still have a bunch of more games to play. Um, you get to showcase your talents um, on TNL this week yes, sir. for a chance for all of South Texas. Mm -hmm. See, how special is that for you guys? Because it's not only the football team; right. it's the entire you know New Braunfels Canyon community yeah. that gets to showcase. So, how special is that for you guys that you guys got picked for TNL? You know, it's great. Um, you know, we had a TNL game last year. We got to show off uh, what we're about, and uh, we're good because we have some players out here that don't get as much coverage as others, and you know, they're dogs too. Um, without giving away any secrets, what's this offense got to do in order to be a very good, uh, very champion defense? This, this you know, they have a good defense, but uh, I think we have answers for their answers, and I think it's going to be a good game. Man, 2-1 and one to start the season. It's uh, What's been working for you guys? Uh, man, really just playing hard, believing in believing in our game plan, what, what our coaches teach us, and just just giving all we got. Like, that's really what it is. Like. What do you like about this defensive unit when you take the field with these dogs? It's uh, whether it be game or practice. What do you like about it? Oh, that we play with heart. We, it's love. We all believe in each other. Just never, never put anybody down. Just move on to the next play and just keep going and just keep fighting. How are you as a senior? How are you getting these younger guys to build into it? Are you kind of a, a, a leader by showing? Are you a leader by voice? It's a, what kind of leadership are you showing out there? Uh, I can say I'm a vocal leader. I know, it's, you know, just and I, I'm a vocal leader. Just speak what I think that's on my mind and just let these let them people know. It's like a culture thing. Like when I was a sophomore, the older other dudes taught me. So it just like builds on. It's just really a culture thing that we that can does. So yeah. How much, this is a new coach this year for you guys, it was like, how much changed for you guys? Did he kind of just, it was status quo, kind of let everything go, because he was already here um, with a wrinkle or, or two here or there, or has he kind of overhauled a whole lot of stuff? Man, I think he overhauled everything. He just came in here, he came and got, just, it ain't nothing new to him. He just came in here, just got it done, and and we just believed him and took on to him and just went with him, really. That's really what it is, yeah. Now you were on the team last year, so yeah. you guys are no stranger to TNL. Yeah. Um, but how special is that senior year? You get one last chance. You're going to be on television for all of South Texas to see. How special is that? For yeah, you? that's amazing, man. It's like that's like a dream, man. It's just so amazing, man. Just my last year, you know. Just, man, I can just lost words right now. Just happy to be in this position right now. Without giving away any secrets, what's this defense need to do in order to be able to slow down a very good Bernie Champion offense? Yeah, they look good on film. That's a good team, 3-0 team right there. Just, uh, we got answers for their answers. Just 
just play hard and play tough, man. That's, that's all I can say. So that's all we got for you this week on the High School Hype Squad edition of the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. This is one of my favorite ones of the week. Like I said, we're three days a week now. So Monday is going to be reaction, overreaction probably as of this week. Uh, Wednesday's high school oriented all year long. And then Friday we will be looking forward to UTSA's game, which is on Friday night. So we'll get that uh, posted a little early on Friday. And then we will uh, preview the... Now, Aaron Rodgers-less Jets visiting the Dallas Cowboys and the Longhorns trying to stay hot. It'll be me and not David or not uh, uh, Chuck, not Don, not Zach. It'll be me and David Chancellor once again. Bring that, bring that young man back on the podcast. We'll get David in here with his Cowboys fandom, which is already insufferable. So, <laughs> quick reminder, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. The YouTube version has... Video elements of all the sound bites and some other video plugged in along the way. Please download, subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. Give us a five-star rating. Give us some feedback. Feedback is a gift, I hear. We'll see you on Friday right here on the Sneakers and Cleats podcast.